Today's show is sponsored by The Smell of Bacon. Hello, you're listening to The Technical Difficulties. I'm Tom Scott. Joining me in Matt Gray's kitchen today, which does indeed smell of bacon. He reads books, you know. It's Chris Joel. They call me Captain Entropy. I pewter out. He's everybody's favourite Gary Brannan. Gary Brannan. This week played by the ghost of Harry Seacombe. And the bounteous man on the internet, Matt Gray. According to my timetable, today should have been yesterday. The way the show works is very simple. I've got a classic deck of trivia question cards, and by classic, I mean they're from 1984. I'm going to read out an answer. All you have to do is guess the question. Correct questions, get your point, and a ding. And a prize for particularly good answers, which is... Mystery Biscuits! Oh, yeah. So we start with... Canada. That that is the least enthusiastic national anthem. Is that from a new album, Sarcastic Anthems of the World? (laughs) Sorry, have you not heard our own national anthem? That is the least enthusiastic national anthem. (laughs) No, 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 no. The English national anthem and was Jerusalem built here. That was a toss. <laughs> I was ready to keep going with that. Exactly. More people have had sex to Jerusalem than they have to the national anthem. Even the Queen does it to Jerusalem. <laughs> Bring in the singers! chorus! <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, they stood behind a modesty screen, obviously, yeah. in order not to put His Majesty off. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm trying to work out whether it'd be better if that was sort of the London Gospel Choir or just a full male voice choir. Male voice choir, it's rousing, for God's sake. That's what you're looking for. <laughs> a rousing choir. <laughs> a rousing choir. <laughs> I've, just got, I've just got the thought of, it, of like a modesty screen, but with a lot of pit lamps above the top of it from the male voice choir. <laughs> so we say for like male voice choir, it's just the Welsh rugby side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Called upon in times of Her Majesty's greatest need. Oh. <laughs> well, they do um, land of open glory. She's got a particularly uh, urgent motion to deal with. She didn't want anyone to do. <laughs> <laughs> I motion to the floor. <laughs> Mother of the... <laughs> Your Majesty, you've been on the throne for years now. <laughs> Tell me about it! <laughs> Where were we again? Was there a question? Canada was the answer. Oh, I, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we got from Canada to how the Queen has it off with the backing of Jerusalem uh, with a male voice choir in one easy in no, step. In, in no steps. <laughs> We're back, everybody. Um, is Canada. It, is it about the Queen? No, not at all. I'm going to ask a bonehead a question. What category is it in? Uh, it's geography, and we're looking for something uh, that they export. Maple syrup. Hockey players. Stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Mounties. Snow. Uh, it's an element. Oh, uh, iron ore or something like that? Uh, close. Coal. Bauxite. Coal, not technically an element. It's carbon, that's an element. That, yeah. was, that was my guess. Bauxite. Bauxite. No, nickel. Really? World's largest supplier of nickel. I would never have guessed that in a billion years. It's nickel something that's easily stealable. Aye. Nick- the nickel. Yeah, but then I'll just take the nickel back. If you can take nickel back, I do not want to listen <laughs> to much no, of this. No, no. <laughs> and stay out. Your next is, oh, Calcutta. What have you done now? <laughs> Sounds like a murder investigation already. <laughs> what like do you think happened here? Sundays? I think Cal Cutter. <laughs> Notice the slash marks here and here. I don't explain the gunshot wound. I don't know. I haven't thought of a pun for that yet. <laughs> <laughs> Is it something from a musical, perchance, perforce? It's a play, certainly, and something very special about that play. First one performed in space. Oh. <laughs> 
It is the first one performed in something. Calcutta. No. <laughs> it was in the West End. I do like the idea of zero-G Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> zero-G chorus line. <laughs> they do one kick and then just float away. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you brainy bods at NASA. You know, whatever you're do, doing these days, get up there. Give us some light entertainment in zero gravity. There is a choreographer who's come up with how zero-G dance would work, but to, to test it on Earth, you can't need a lot of harnesses and... Well, quite frankly, I'm not bothered about a dance routine. I want it in a zero-G generation game with Bruce Forsyth and nothing less. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I would watch that. As long as we can fire Bruce Forsyth into space. Would his toupee hover above his head? <laughs> Rotating no. slowly. Yeah. Like, like, like trying to match speeds like yeah. in 2001. <laughs> oh, docking. <laughs> and yeah, every one in six, it lands at the wrong angle and we have to do another change. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Just beautifully choreographed as Bruce Forsyth spins slowly in time with his own rotating toupee. Tap dancing would come on a million miles, wouldn't it? He'd just have to have someone beneath him with a tin tray to get the clicks. Make, yeah, make sure that, that he was at the right height for his feet. Yeah. <laughs> One tap and he'll shoot off to somewhere else. Bring the director, we've lost Bruce Forsyth. Gentlemen, I think we can agree that the, the, the Zero-G generation game is not feasible. Would that be an narration aim? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm not giving you biscuits for that. I'm just giving you quiet applause. <laughs> so what, the, the applause you could hear there was Gary genuinely, literally slapping his thighs. Uh, sorry, oh Calcutta. Gentlemen. Oh yeah, uh, first... it, was, it was the first West End play performed in the Palladium. No, Regent's Theatre. No, Prince Thames. of Wales. No, someone <laughs> just say Thames. <laughs> <laughs> Basement. It's not actually a location. Buff. Thank you. That's the point. Really, oh. the first all nude West End play. Ah. Ticketmaster. <laughs> <laughs> Your next one is The Spectator's Clothes. What would you find outside a nudism spectating arena? <laughs> Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's 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 analyze this. <laughs> the the spectators are nude? Yes. What are they watching? Also sports in the nude dickhead. They don't want them to get feeling self-conscious. If I'm playing nude cricket, I don't want anyone in the on the rest of the audience being clothed. Would you still have like the shin pads and the whites on? Oh, of course, no. Well, the whites, no. But <laughs> the whites yes, the pads. Yes, anymore. pads. Box would have to be held with a rubber band of some of some kind, I imagine, just to hold it there. But yeah, everything else would be pretty game. Helmet, obviously, and gloves. I mean, some of the work, golf would be fairly reasonable because you know you get clad with a golf ball with clothes on it. I'd say, but you're going to catch the old tallywhacker with the club when it's coming down, <clears> aren't you? Occasionally, I'm, I'm, oh. Only if there's some particularly attractive spectators. Which could happen. But if everyone else is nude, the chances are less. Because for every lovely looking lady that you might be, as a nude golfer, say, looking at and going, God, I'd like to see her in the nude, there's going to be a load of, you know, really ugly people you're not going to want to see in the nude. And so it'll all cancel out. Tiger Woods. <laughs> Tiger did, and that was a problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're still on the spectators' clothes. Oh, is what was uh, what was soiled during the Great Brown Incident of 1936? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't a good football game. <laughs> oh, it was football, was it? I couldn't tell. Every my, my glasses had fogged up. <laughs> Didn't that happen to some footballer? It's happened to several. If you've got a dodgy tummy, yeah, you know, one stretch for a tackle too far, and you know, <laughs> spectators' clothes. Um, what is covered when you go see um, Shamu at SeaWorld? Uh, no, it is sports and leisure. We are actually looking for a game here, but it's very much from history. Oh. Gladiators? All French, French Revolution head football. You're all on the wrong continent. America? It is 
It's um well South America. Is it one of one of these pit games with the hoops on the wall and things like that? I'm gonna give you a point yeah. for that. What did a sixteenth century Aztec athlete get for putting a rubber ball through a ring? Really? <laughs> ah. He's won Start undressing everybody. No one leaves until I'm fully dressed in the clothes of a thousand men. Your next one is Davy Jones. Whose <laughs> locker really needs opening? It's stinking out the swimming pool. <laughs> Which base city roller is always wet? <laughs> oh. Your monkey, wasn't he? Was oh, he was. Oh, yeah. yeah. What? Don't know why you went for base city no, roller. No, me neither. No. We are looking for, for a monkey. Uh, do you know what he appeared in once? The monkeys. Oh, no, he had like a tutu. He had a TV career, didn't he? He did. They all did. No, not oh, more, as, as aside like actors from actors before they were like in the actor monkeys. Actor type yeah. fesp. Yeah, uh, Oliver Twist. No, oh, it's a very famous British show with this. Uh, Opportunity Knocks. It's not one you'd expect a monkey to appear in. Faulty Towers. A bit like Coronation Street. Yeah. Yes. Really? Oh. Yes. The monkeys were all actors yeah. anyway, weren't mm. they? That was a the thing. They were put together as a band. Uh, they were the one direction of their day. They were. Yeah. For, a, for, for the youngsters extent, who are listening, yeah. yeah, for all the teenagers. I think Noddy Holder made a cameo appearance once, didn't he, as well? Corey, uh, Corey. status quo have. Oh, Corey. <laughs> yeah, they've got a movie out. Yeah. What? One, yeah, yeah, the status quo have done a film. I thought you meant Coronation Street. No, I no. need status quo. <laughs> and for some reason, that was less weird. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Chugga Chugga Boom? Or... Uh, Bala Quo, I do believe. Mm. Because if you are two ageing rockers with an enormous amount of money, would you not cast yourself in a movie set in Fiji? <laughs> no, I'd just go to Fiji and forget the camera crew. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, but if you do want to drive a speedboat that blows up with you driving it? Yeah. Yeah, but in a safety kind of... Stun- no, oh, this is Chris. We <laughs> <know>. <laughs> that just starts <laughs> just stabbing it with a spanner. <laughs> Come safety, on! Challenge me! <laughs> Give me new things to feel! I need new scar tissue! <laughs> okay, challenge Annika. We can have challenge Chris. Um, Happily. And All that- right, we've got to destroy this children's centre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, would you go with the bulldozer or would it just be fists? <laughs> Chris <laughs> smash. <laughs> Speed Dibna. <laughs> Speed Dibna. <laughs> right, Chris, we've got three chimney stacks in your fists. 24 hours, go. <laughs> Just windmilling across this. Little no. jaunty animation title sequence where you go into a whirlwind and destroy great monuments. It well, sounds more like an arcade game. The last chimney actually fells itself before <laughs> you get <laughs> I give up. I surrender. <laughs> Gentlemen, we've got a format. <laughs> Chris Joel. <laughs> Speed Dibner. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> this steam engine ain't working. It <laughs> will be by the end of this. <laughs> Start, you bastard. <laughs> There's no coal in it. He don't need it now. <laughs> Not with me. <laughs> <laughs> he picks up a tree, compresses it into <laughs> Boiled water <laughs> just by staring at it. <laughs> Keep crushing it, it become a diamond. Who wants diamonds? We need coal. <laughs> you can't burn a diamond. I can. <laughs> Speed Dibner. <laughs> I said that on the flip side. Fred Dibner on speed. <laughs> that's, that's an even better show. Go take down this chimney. It's going to be great. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the drop. <laughs> 
There it is. <laughs> Dubstep Dibner. Dubstep Dibner. Dopner. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> All the chimneys in the region fall to the floor. Even the decline of industrial England was because Fred Dibner got whacked on speed and <laughs> destroyed all the chimneys. <laughs> Up and down the country. <laughs> Your next one. <laughs> the Scarlet Pimpernel. Alexander Dumas? No. I love the way you pronounce that Dumas. Alexander <laughs> Dumas. Alexander Dumas. I've only ever seen it written. <laughs> Alexander Dumas. Dumas. Chalk it up. It's like a man. Do they seek him here and seek him there? Uh, they do, but do you know what his uh, English name was? Ooh. Terry Wogan. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be quite good. That would be belting. Hold hard. Hold tells here to save you. <laughs> <laughs> but I've forgotten about your Wogan yes. impression. <laughs> but wait now. At first a sword fight. And don't tell Mrs. Wogan. She's no fan of that. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, you're right with the sir. It is a, it is a sir. It's the thought of Terry Wogan riding into revolutionary France to save nobility. <laughs> I must have someone for my chat show. But first, Katie Melhuer. <laughs> He's going to have Katie Melhuer. <laughs> yeah. Swoons in his arms. The end. You know? So Peter Blakeney was the, uh, the Scarlet Pimpernel. Your next one is Wales. Ooh. With an H or without? Without. Righto. So it's the country... Mm. A fine, upstanding place. That sounds more like Terry Wogan. <laughs> Careful to you. <laughs> no, that was Terry Wogan doing Nightmare. I know! You, start, you did a Wogan impression. What a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful concept you have brought into the world. Hold hard before you enter old Tell's dungeon. <laughs> Make sure you're wearing the helmet. You might need it. Sometimes I need it from Mrs. Wogan. <laughs> <laughs> Careful team. This one's a jester. Not I gonna like old Tell here. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Bruce there in front of you. <laughs> the Ray Radio 2 nightmare. <laughs> in both senses of the phrase. Steve Wright as a wizard. <laughs> no, no, Steve Wright as Lord Fear. Lord Fear. <laughs> Tell Did me you... some factoids before you pass through to the next level. And you must do it before I finish this piece of music that I always play because <laughs> I can't back time. <laughs> Careful team, all tell says there's danger. <laughs> Much better. How did we get to this from Wales? <laughs> All he did was say Wales. <laughs> where were we? Wales? Wales. Wales. Is yeah. the question where might you find Canarfon? It's where might you find something. Uh, well, some things. Call. The Welsh. Nope, some mountains. Brackens. Not those. Beacons. They're the same mountains. Bollocks. <laughs> no, we haven't got the bollocks. Snowdonia. Snowdonia. The Cambrian range. Oh. Cambrians, of course. We move on to Leo. Is it? Is it an astrology-based question? Uh, no, but it is to do with a certain lion. Leo the lion? Mm. Is it one of the ones in Trafalgar Square? No. no. Ridden by Winston Churchill in a victory parade? <laughs> if with our Tommy gun. <laughs> 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 The lion was in a Union Jack waistcoat, obviously. <laughs> oh, please, let's not be gauche. <laughs> I thought of Winston Churchill's lion ride down Whitehall. <laughs> Take that, Nazis! And was Jerusalem! You're saying Tommy Gun and Cigar. I've actually got a glass of brandy in the other hand as well. <laughs> what, in the third hand? <laughs> no, he's holding the Tommy Gun oh, by the front. Yeah, cigar's just... Uh, he's in the mouth. 
wasn't actually a formal parade. He just nicked a, <laughs> just nicked a lion and went for it. <laughs> it was after Wogan on his horse. <laughs> Come back here, you scallywag. <laughs> Old tell won't be caught by a former prime minister on a lion today. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, Dadley, back to Radio 2. <laughs> And meanwhile, in traffic news, Whitehall has closed today. <laughs> For a whole our own, mess of reasons. By our own presenter being chased by Winston Churchill on a lion. Not quite sure what's happened there. Thanks to Dave the Trucker for phoning that in. No, a very famous lion, this. You've all seen him. I oh. know, MGM. Yes, oh, that's right. Beat me to it, yeah. You are, yeah. Yep, the name of the MGM lion is Leo. Next up is 2001 A Space Odyssey. What film was remarkably lacking on slapstick pie-throwing action? (laughs) (laughs) We're on zero-G stuff today, but zero-G pie-fight. That'd be great, because you could just throw them between planets. Yeah. Just keep going straight. Relativistic (laughs) pie-fight. No, because zero-G, you could just kind of... You wait for someone to be coming along, you know, the corridor, and then just quietly just nudge the pie (laughs) on each other. And there is nothing they can do about it. At that point... You have Newton's laws in motion. They cannot stop, and the pie is right there. <laughs> the only thing is, the old bucket of water on top of the door trick doesn't quite work, does it? When no. you open the door, it's just this bucket still sat there. And if you turn it upside down, it just comes out in one big glob that you can slowly get past. This bits of custard pie have been picked out of the ventilation system for months oh. afterwards. But just think, if I was that person, I would fire tons of custard pies into space so that sometime in the future, someone's going to be driving along. Thwok, 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 Right on their windscreen. <laughs> Suborbital custard pie fight. <laughs> you get flights in the vomit comet. You know, there's a private one. Why have us. we not done this? Six thousand pounds a person. Well, that's why we've not done this. <laughs> Two thousand one. Can uh, I film. go for an answer? Yeah, you can. Daisy, Daisy. Uh, no, we are looking for a line from the film though. I can't let you do that, Dave. In a little bit before that, open the pub bay doors, Hal. That's it. Open the pub bay door, Hal, for a point. <laughs> All right. On that note. Congratulations to Matt, you win this week's show. Yay! Uh, you won a golf club for short people in the Antilles, uh, sponsored by a BBC Consumer Affairs presenter. It's uh, Dominic Littlewood's Dominican Littlewood. <laughs> <laughs> Have fun with that. In the meantime, we say goodbye to Chris Joel, <laughs> to Gary Brannan, Custard Pies, and to Matt Gray. Winner! I've been Tom Scott, we'll see you next time. I got the smell Ooh. of bacon. <laughs>